before we get started, I just want to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Town Square Brewing. In my opinion, it's the best beer in the city by far. I mean, the race isn't even that close, to be honest. But as most of you know, there is nothing I like more than small, independent business and supporting local. So I really implore you to get out and try some of this beer. There are so many different flavors to choose from. You're for sure going to find at least one that you love. Uh, you'll be able to find this, you know, wherever you, you normally find your delicious craft beers. Once again, 18 plus. Please enjoy responsibly, of course. Thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the episode. start out by giving you an honest compliment i i think your output and your consistency is is quite inspiring and it actually was kind of one of the reasons why i wanted to start like producing more of these episodes like doing more of them more often because like seeing how much stuff you put out there really makes me feel like I should be able to at least sort of keep up. Like was I I think I I've been like watching you since you first started these reviews, but was there ever a time where you were doing less and then you decided to ramp it up and do more? It's been an interesting journey and Honestly, like I've seen the work that you've been doing. I think we connected really early on and I think in both of our journeys and seeing the work and the journey that you've been on, um, it, it's also pushed me to do a lot of things too. Like I, I see the creative outlet that you have. I see that, you know, you're doing these these podcasts almost bi-weekly on a consistent, uh, consistent basis as well. And so for me, the way it kind of started, um, I was putting out a lot, uh, right at the beginning, but then also at the same time when I started this journey, I would say that I was not taking it as seriously as I am now in a lot of ways. Now, um, th- I've been able to put a lot of different elements into what I do uh, and in terms of what I put out there in terms of, you know, really working on the photos that I put out and really trying to convey the experiences that I have, uh, you know, whether it's with food um I've done, you know, reviews kind of conveying the customer experience I got at the observatory, for example, and, you know, different things like that. And then kind of putting out uh, my own photography too and trying to apply that as well. And so when I first started this, um, I mean, the volume was considerably higher than it was now. And I think for me, in in a lot of ways too, it's been really, really tough to, to balance this Um you know, in terms of uh, with my actual job, uh, in terms of, you know, with my personal life and in terms of, you know, doing uh, photography on the side, uh, kind of as a side gig thing. And um, so like if you, if in this last year, whatever, it's kind of gone in 
ebbs and flows in terms of like how often I've been uh, trying to put it out. But like, I always try to at least have like one touch point or, you know, at least a set of stories to show what I've kind of been up to in terms of the stuff that I really support in this city that I've really enjoyed. And that I think that, um, you know, experiences that people should know about. And so really in terms of, um, in terms of that, uh, I still try to maintain some sort of consistency, even if, you know, the amount of what I put out there isn't as regular as what it used to. That's interesting because I, I would have thought, you know, I see your stuff pop up on, on my feed, but constantly I, uh, I would have thought you were doing more now than you were when you first started. But how, if you remember, were you like daily posting in the beginning? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was... Um... You know, in the very beginning, I started this in 2014, and I like I'll, I'll never forget um, doing reviews for you know Corso 32 and reviews of Barbrico, and basically even going into the detail of like having you know one post per dish, which was like an insane amount of content to put in, uh, you know, for one day, and you know a lot of writing and a lot of thought um, to put it to because I really wanted you know, people to feel what I was experiencing for each dish. Now, um, you know, depending on the time time frame and how busy it is, I mean, I'll still post once per week or whatever. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, I'll try to do kind of side photography things for different people and put out content that way, even if it's not necessarily me personally that's putting it out. Um, it's my stuff that's kind of appearing uh, you know, through collaborations with others elsewhere. And so there it's, I think, I think the, the thing is that maybe, you know, it, it does kind of come in ups and downs in terms of the amount of stuff that I've been uh, posting and uh, the amount of stuff that I've been putting out. Uh, it might not be necessarily daily anymore. Uh, it, ha it has been, I think for the past uh, couple of weeks, at least uh, kind of during the holiday break, but uh, the way I view it is I've been putting a lot more work into it uh, kind of up front as well and um, really being more considerate about, you know, what I want people to not only know, but what I want them to feel kind of through the work that I do. And so that there's also that as kind of a reason why it's slowed down. But I think overall, you know, when I look at kind of the posts and the photos that I've been putting out in, you know, 2014, for example, they were... To call them embarrassing is probably the way that I would put it. But now I can kind of look at what I do as a, a full body of work and I can kind of look at the uh, collaborations, you know, that I've had with various people in this in this city and be really grateful for that experience uh, as well. Uh, and really look at, um, you know, what I'm putting out there is something that I think a lot more people are going to enjoy even even more. Yeah, no, I, uh, I I think it's really cool, too, when I look at, you know, like, let's say your Instagram account is like a body of work in itself. I think it's really cool that you've been able to do, like, I mean, your, your reviews and the writing that goes into the reviews is very strong. But then you mix in your own imagery and then, you know, the collabs that are food adjacent, but they, it's not all like 100% reviews. And I, I personally, I find it hard to do 
like you know to to be in multiple lanes at once i feel like i'm i feel like maybe i'll be pursuing it for the rest of my life but every time i kind of have a new interest or i have something that i'm like all right we can we can fuse this into what we're doing but then i always hit the obstacle of like these new posts and these new like types of posts don't really do as well as the older posts so then i kind of get uh like self-confident or self-conscious yeah or and uh I'm like, I constantly struggle how to mix more than one thing, but it seems you've been able to do it like pretty seamlessly. Was, was that something that came with time and learning? Like it was a learning curve for you. Oh, it's, it's a big learning curve. Um, you know, I, like I look at what I, I do, um, you know, like, so what I do in terms of my, uh, my daytime job, so to speak, and what I do creatively are almost two complete separate lanes. And then, you know, what I do creatively and on my spare time, I think it's probably a mixture of three or four or different lanes where I'm constantly trying to put myself into different creative positions. And not only that, but, uh, you know, really going out there. Because I the other thing, too, is like, I really want to like the, this whole account and this whole body of work that I that I put together it, and these reviews, it's it's only really things that I I like and I enjoy. They're they're things that like I really appreciate. I don't I don't believe in you know leaving bad reviews. I think if if you want my honest opinion, I think there's no no place for it, and especially in a a time you know where we are, where I think a lot of businesses are struggling. I, I that's where I kind of try to take that negative element of of what I do. You might see some negative posts about Everton Football Club in my stories, but that's as as far as uh, negative stuff goes on my uh, on my feed. But I, I think in terms of like th- that reframing, um, you know, from the food reviews to the photography stuff. Um, uh, you know, to just kind of like my side kind of fun, like portrait projects. It, it's, it's, you know, three different lanes of thinking. And I think, I think, so when I look at the work that you've done, I, and I think Nowhere Fast is a really important brand to this city uh, and to this province too, because I know you've had stuff at less one seven, I think too. I, I've, you know, I've been to your, uh, collabs with uh, Baijo and uh, you know I've, I've been a big fan of the way that you've been able to kind of reframe yourself as well because you know no matter what you've been doing whether um, it's it's with uh, you know kind of the the well you've gone from like a clothing sort of like environment to a studio kind of environment it kind of reframed to uh, doing skate stuff uh, for a bit it, you've had all this this stuff um you know over the years that i think has been really brilliant in terms of how it's uh not only been received but in terms of how it's marketed i also look at what you're doing with this podcast um as something that it truly is in a different lane but at the same time it kind of fits into that umbrella at what you're doing um and so the way i i also view that as is very inspiring because i think uh to change to change it up but also to live uh to what your ideals are to kind of what the the true ethos of what you're doing um you know all along i think it's it's not only really meaningful but at the same time it's um it's really really tough and i think a lot of brands and a lot of 
uh, you know, people out there do find that difficult too. And so, uh, you know, sometimes it can be discouraging. So when I look at a post and it gets 60 likes or whatever, um, versus, you know, a post that gets 180 likes and like 30 shares or whatever, it, you know, it, it can be kind of disappointing to um, kind of look at it and kind of look what, you know, what's doing well and, you know, what's not doing as well, especially, you know, if it's something that you really believed in and you thought would do better than it, than it is like for, for the posts that I'm doing. But at the same time, I also don't view it like that. Uh, like ultimately when I look at this page, I don't really have like a benchmark, um, you know, in terms of my own success with it. Really, it's just me kind of sharing the things that I'm really enthusiastic um, and what I really like, uh, you know, in this city, in this province and, you know, whenever I'm on the go. And I think uh, to me now, I think I'm starting to take the the mind, especially over the, the pandemic and this kind of last year where I think, you know, it's safe to say that in some sense, people are more engaged um, with social media, but I think a lot of people are less engaged too. I, I just view it as, um, you know, even if 20 people like it or one people like it or, you know, whatever, whatever the amount of people does, like if, if some, even a handful of people find uh, that post useful or find it as a good recommendation or, you know, they went there and I, they liked it. I think, I think that means more to it uh, to me than, you know, if it gets 200 likes or whatever. And I think just having that mindset um, is been really important for me. Cause I, I know there, there were times during this pandemic too, where, I mean, you could argue my, my page was tanking, I think. And I think it was just, you know, important to kind of reframe that and, and just look at it, um, uh, you know, with a different lens. That's, uh, I mean, I, I was trying not to interrupt you, but that's, uh, thank you for, for the kind words. That's, that's incredible coming from you. So thank you. But also, um, I guess the question is like, if, if you kind of believe in something or you have a post that you really want to make, it doesn't perform as well as it maybe should, will you kind of change that way of posting for next time? Or will you just keep doing it the exact same way? Because that's like what you initially like, are you going with your gut? Will you change to what like uh, performs better? I, you know, for me, because I don't necessarily operate it, um, I don't really operate this page as kind of, uh, you know, the same way that I think other accounts do, right? Like, I think, uh, you know, I think other accounts have been really able to, you know, and other people in this city and in this province have been really able to monetize and uh, change, um, you know, what they've been doing to take advantage of, of things like the Instagram algorithm. So you see a lot of people doing like these reels and like these TikToks, um, which, you know, I think if you, if you continue to do them, um, I think it, it's a great way to gain traction, uh, you know, on social media, for example. I, do, I personally don't, I'm personally not a fan of that kind of medium uh, for my page, for example. I, I like, you'll never see a reel or a, a TikTok uh, or, you know, any anything that, that I do on, on this current page. And so for me, this page is ultimately just... Um, 
you know, what I want it to be. If, if something doesn't stick, uh, that's okay. I don't think that every post has to be a hit. I don't think that, you know, a hundred percent of the posts I need to make need to be need to resonate with everybody or that everybody needs to to see it or or whatever it's it's just kind of you know what I want to be there and kind of what I'm kind of trying to build and so um while there might be certain elements I I change so like if I if I truly find or you know I I'll talk to some of my colleagues out there who said like oh why did you you know do this post first or you know why did you take this picture in this way or uh, you know, did you think about doing it this way? Like in those kind of like technical pieces, I'll I'll consider you know maybe trying something a bit different. Um, you know, and improving myself from you know a technical photography standpoint, for example. But in terms of like the actual core of what this page is, and you know how I write my posts, um, and kind of you know what I do, I'm not necessarily interested in in changing it. Um, or you know necessarily going with you know doing something you know that kind of follows with the trend such as reels or uh you know kind of doing these videos I, I i purely just want it to be a showcase of what i want it to be right and that i mean right there the way you're wording it, it seems like if you were to tweak it to appease your followers they would almost instantly become like less uh, less like honest and like a less like true representation of how you feel. Yeah, I, th I think that's uh, that's one way to put it. Um, you know, I, I think I think it's nice, like in some sense, like I I firmly believe in continuous improvement in a lot of ways. Like it's 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 a big part of uh, you know not only my personal ethos, but uh, you know what I do across the board but i think the minute i start if like if i just all of a sudden start changing um things to reels i mean you're you're exactly right like it's it's not necessarily who i am or authentic to you know who i am or what i want this to be and that's why when you look at this page over the years i think the technical pieces of it have gotten better but like the the core piece of what i've been doing you know has been largely the same for years and I just want it to authentically represent, um, you know, what I put into it and what I what I want it to be. And I think, in some sense, like it helps. Um, you brought consistency, and I think that's you know that that is a key word in a, a lot of ways too. Like I think having this consistent setup for my page, you know, in terms of how I do things too, it, it has been a help. And um, you know, maybe, maybe I could do better if I, if I did reels or I could do better or monetize this page, uh, to a certain extent, if I, you know, really took advantage of that, but, you know, at the same time, it's not me. And so I just kind of like plugging away the, the way that I do it. Yeah, no. And I, I kind of thinking of like what, what your content would look like if it was less like true to, to you and, and how you feel about all these restaurants. I can kind of envision it going in a weird way and it would just not be at all what it set out as. So I, I think you're, you're definitely on, you're on to something like sticking with your original ideas. But now I'm trying to think of everything you've said, and I already have so many questions to backtrack on. I'm hoping I don't forget any of them, but 
Um, oh, no worries. For Okay, you were saying you don't really believe in negative reviews. And I, I was doing a bit of, of research on, on you before we did this. And I noticed like you only have kind of like positive reviews. But then I assume like you definitely don't need to name anyone or throw anyone under the bus. But you've ate bad food, right? It's just you don't go forward and put that out there to your followers. Yeah, I like I, I so I think that and it is like I think everybody deserves a chance. And, you know, the, the way that I view it is I think we all make mistakes one way or another. And, um, you know, I, I you, you've hit it dead on. I mean, some of my favorite one of my favorite restaurants and I won't I won't name them, um, you know, in this city, uh, they served me completely raw chicken uh, once. And, you know, while I was quite taken aback about it, like, I think there's a professional way to kind of handle things. And I don't think that I don't think that we should live in an environment where um, we're publicly shaming people for making mistakes or, you know, for for, you know, everybody has like their off nights and things like that, uh, I think. And even even if it's just consistently bad and I've been to places like that, too, I think really the, the way to to find improvement or the way to you know kind of help correct the course is not publicly shaming um you know businesses and things like that I, I i think it's you know in my opinion it's one of the worst things to do because i think when we look at like the edmonton food community we or we look at any food community like i think there's a lot to be proud of with what we have and you know over the years i think we've come a long way and so we want you know, we want our restaurants to do well here and we want our businesses to do well. And so in the instance where I got um, completely raw fried chicken um, and and this is after biting into it and finding that it was completely raw. Uh, I mean, the, all I did was go and talk to the owner of the business and uh, kind of let him know that this had happened and, you know, like it's not going to impact me coming uh, again or whatever I'd like they'll always have my support but like just a flag like that these kind of issues are are happening right and yeah. I've done this um a lot of times and I think in in that case I I mean I went back again and you know I had another wonderful meal um and even even with that that um post too like the, the pictures that I took that night at this restaurant uh, they were really vi- visually appealing and and you know like even that one bite I had like and everything else that was on the plate was, was fantastic. So I, I left a positive review and just chose to kind of address things behind the scenes because, you know, I, I, I don't think that like, I, I don't think that publicly posting a bad review helps anybody. I, I, it, I think it's good for people to know to a certain extent, but it's not, it's not helping anybody. And I think, you know, the core root of the problem is actually opening up and having that, that conversation. And I think it means more to the businesses because it gives them an extra opportunity to correct the course. And then you also kind of build those relationships even further too. And I think, um, you know, the Edmonton food community, it's big, but it's, it's small in a lot of ways. And I think word of mouth can be one of the best things for any business, but it can also be one of the most uh, damaging things too. And so for me, if it's truly bad, 
um, and even if it's visually bad, I, I won't post it. Uh, but I'll always take that opportunity to kind of go and and talk to, uh, you know, whether it's the owner or the head chef behind the scenes and just kind of let them know that the experience, you know, wasn't up to, to par and, uh, you know, to allow them to correct that course. And I think that's, uh, you know, doing it in a, in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That, that's incredible. I, uh, I wish, you know, more people thought about things in, in that kind of like wander last type. That's a uh, very noble of you. That, that's cool. You talked about uh, monetizing and I didn't know if, uh, again, we, you don't need to say what it is at all, but I didn't know if this was your full-time thing or if you were still like working uh, a real job and then doing this on the side. Yeah, this is, um, so for me, this is, you know, a, a passion project of sorts. Um, in terms of like the food stuff that I actually do, I would argue that it's not monetized at all. Um, I don't make, I don't make any money, you know, off of these reviews. I still have a full-time job that it does, you know, require a lot of time investment, sometimes after hours too, especially, you know, in busier periods. And so for me, I purely do like the food piece of this, um, you know, out, out of my, my passion for it basically. And, and just, you know, wanting to go out there and enjoy things and kind of sharing my experiences where this page uh, that I've created is kind of monetized is through, you know, kind of the photography work that I, that I pick up here and there. And granted, it's not my full-time job either. You know, it might come down to not even 10% of my income it's uh it's still just um it's it's through that kind of medium that I've been able to monetize it and and kind of uh build my contacts and kind of do more with it and um so if you go through like the the tagged posts that I have or the posts that I'm tagged in like you'll see more of it there um that's kind of where it it, it ends up on a lot of people's pages but uh, that's the portion of it that's monetized, not so much, you know, uh, going and dining out and, and things like that. It's it's purely just because I love to do it. Do uh, people like know you when you're out and about now? Like if you're at a restaurant, do they know that, that you're like reviewing things? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of hard to to miss like in a lot of ways. At, at first, I think a lot of people didn't know me. Um it, 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 like I think the only reason why people do know me is because I've made a lot of, of uh, you know friends in the industry and I'm an, a regular at you know a lot of places so I'm, I'm here and there kind of with my big um, mirrorless camera just going out um, and kind of taking pictures of the to the of like the meals that I have and in some cases people put two and two together and I realize it's me um, but really like I more or less get spotted, uh, you know, by my friends and people that are out or people that, um, you know, are that work in the industry that uh, work at those places. So for me, it's been cool. I think I, you know, the best part, I think in doing all of this, uh, really, uh, the best part for me is not only sharing the experiences, but I think a, a lot of the connections that I've made, you know, along the way, I think have been really, really cool. It's been, it's been, an amazing experience to get to know, you know, the chefs and owners behind uh, these restaurants uh, to, 
you know, be even call some of them my friends. A lot of my friends work in the the food and hospitality industry right now, and uh, I've met so many cool people. I mean, even through what I do, it's kind of how we connected to, and I I do truly view you as um, a real OG in this city in terms of the work that you've done. And so it's it's kind of cool to to get to know all these people, to connect with them, uh, to get to know more, you know, with them. And, and to kind of learn along the way too. And it, it's been a really, really neat, wholesome experience in, in that sense for me. Do you, do you miss like being able to kind of do all this undetected? Like, do you ever think back to when like no one knew who you were and you could just eat like quietly and leave a review kind of without a face attached to it? There, there are some cases where, um, you know, it it does kind of get weird uh, with, you know, people that um, kind of come up or whatever. But, like, generally, I kind of like where it's at now. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was kind of cool just to kind of, like, covertly go, you know, especially at the start, go in and um, kind of do these reviews. At that point, though, I was just taking pictures with a phone, too. So it was more more discreet, whereas now, you know, I'm bringing this gigantic camera to each restaurant i honestly like i i the way that i view it now is that i've been a lot uh i've been very fortunate in a lot of ways to get to know the people that i you know have been able to get to um uh, honestly i've made so many friends through this and so many different connections uh it's been such a cool experience and something that ultimately i'm really grateful for so as cool it was as it was back then and um you know i'm i'm very happy with how things are you know in the in the current sense do uh people reach out to you and ask you to come review or are you like selecting everything like 100 percent? it's up to you where you're eating it's a very interesting thing um so every now and then i'll get asked i typically just like to go you know, on my own volition and do things, um, you know, there, there was a point in time where like, I, you know, was getting asked to go to like these openings and uh, to these events and things. And I, I think a lot of my other colleagues, you know, in, in this kind of like food Instagram or realm uh, get, you know, they get, get a lot more of those kind of opportunities uh, you know, in, in that sense, going to all these events and openings, I I purely just prefer to go on my own volition. Like I I think you know going there and getting like the full sit down you know table experience in like a normal environment, um, you know where you're getting a normal service. Um, you know you get to you know enjoy the things that you want to and kind of on your own time. I I really do prefer those experiences. I. I'd rather just dine as a, a customer than than do, you know, like an event or something like that, or, uh, you know, to go to like a, a tasting or, or whatever. I, th- I think for me, the the best experiences have always kind of been those um, those ones where I just kind of go on my my own terms, and those are like I try to. I don't necessarily like stay away from events, but like especially if like the, there are times where like people ask me and be like oh we're we're a new restaurant on the south side uh do you want to come in and you, you know we'll comp your 
your bill or whatever, like even those, like I'll try to stay away from just because like, I, I just want to go on my own terms and uh, you know, some of these places are not necessarily places that I would normally go to, or, you know, that, um, uh, you know, they, they, they're not, they're, they're not places that like, you know, necessarily would be like first, I, I shouldn't say that it, it's a terrible thing to say, but, uh, you know, the, the places that I go to are, and that you see on the page are like the ones where, you know, I, I just want to go to it, if that makes sense, and, and really oh, get the most out of that, that experience. Yeah, no, no, it, it makes total sense, because again, like, to go back to the authenticity of the whole thing, if you just start reviewing all these, like, random restaurants that don't really make sense together, it's gonna kind of, it'll be obvious to, like, anyone who's, like, half discerning looking at your account they're gonna know like maybe you know this wasn't like as genuine as all the other posts and it's gonna stand out yeah and in some sense it's like it's it's sort of it can be like a blessing and a curse too right like i think the one thing with my page too you'll see i mean there's a lot of uh barbrico on it there's a lot of you know burgers pizza and things that i that i really like so it, it, in some sense it can kind of be an overload of the the same things like to a certain degree but like they're also just like the things that i i just want to go to or like uh, this is this is bluetooth like you know on the regular places that he goes to you know in a month or or whatever and so what you see on on the page uh, is ultimately what i want to bring forward and you know what i want to bring forward are, are the things that you know i'm i'm just going out to enjoy and like the things that i that i really love and think people should know about and there's nothing wrong with um you know with those with businesses that um you know you know make kind of those offers or uh, put that out there and you know I, I there's nothing wrong with like people that that go to it i think everybody you know kind of does their, their has their own projects and their own pages for a reason i think for me i just want this um this page that i that i kind of do um to be a meaningful representation of of you know what i really what i really like and uh want people to know about so all i can think about is um I mean, maybe you uh, will humbly not agree, but I would say you're kind of the go-to, like, voice for this stuff. Like, if I want to know about a new restaurant, I I know you've probably eaten there and probably will give what you think about it. So if if you're kind of the go-to telling everyone in the city where to eat, who tells you? you where to eat like where where do you find out about new spots that you want to review oh it's like this is a great question and um you know honestly so i first of all i appreciate the 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 comment there uh honestly that means a lot i think um you know for me it's kind of like a word of mouth thing too like i have uh you know kind of a core group of uh friends um you know, one, a, a couple of which who, you know, span different cities to, um, uh, you know, I, and, uh, you know, just in talking to them in talking to people in the industry, uh, you know, and kind of just having my eye out there, you know, seeing kind of these different business pages pop up. Um, like, I'll see that I'll, I'll kind of uh, see, you know, whether if it's a brand or something that I want to support, if I, or, you know, 
that I'm really excited about. Um, so it's not necessarily one account. Like I think it's a mix. It's a mix of you know people from the industry talking about things. It's a mix of you know I I would say four or five people that I really really trust in terms of their their opinions and like that kind of word of mouth. And then also just seeing, um, you know, different pages pop up and kind of seeing the, you know, new ventures that are, that people are getting into in this, in, in this city in terms of businesses and just kind of being interested in it, uh, you know, based on whether it's like a related restaurant to uh, others that I really, really enjoy or, you know, whether they have, you know, a really good, um, you know, brand ethos, so to speak, or, uh, you know, a really interesting concept. I think those kind of things really drive to where I go. Um, I do follow like a lot of the actual restaurant pages as well. And I think a big thing that I kind of, that kind of drives me, you know, to some places is like, if, you know, if some place has a really cool feature and I see it on a, on a Friday at Pals or at Next Act or at Fox Burger or, you know, one of, one of my favorites, um, you know, was Barbrico had, had a feature where they brought, um, you know, black truffle burrata uh, from Italy. I think Daniel Costa's father, I think the story was that he brought it over on the plane that morning or whatever. And I saw, I saw this and I, I left, um, I left a full on party at, I think, it must have been like 10 p.m. or some extraordinary hour where it was almost getting to the cutoff point just to make it for that that one one feature. And I I mean that to me still was one of my favorite you know food experiences you know in in this city. Even if I left a work function just to to go to it and uh, and have it. So it's those kind of things, those really neat things that kind of drive me towards uh, you know where I have my next meal too. Yeah, it's really cool because uh, I know, like, especially someone like you who runs their account, like, quite well, they can only tell, like, a certain amount of the story, right? But you, like, telling me on here your thought process and everything that goes into these reviews just adds, like, an extra layer of honesty, I guess, you know? So now... Now I know like what this means to you and what goes into all these reviews and it makes me respect them all that much more. Like I already respected them, but now it's incredible to hear like the more like a little deeper of a dive into the mind of the person that does all this. So it's it's really cool to hear all this firsthand. No, thank you. And it, it, honestly, it's been it's it's a cool opportunity, I think, to come on on here. I think in some sense, a, like a lot of the personal or like a lot of the behind the scenes pieces of, you know, what I do don't necessarily make it onto the page. So I think for a lot of people who, you know, don't hang out with me regularly or, you know, might not know me as well, like uh, it, it's cool to kind of kind of explain the you know thought process into to what i do and uh, you know i i hope that um you know it, it resonates with a lot of people too like i i just think that um you know i i i do this page you know purely just because i'm passionate about these things and i want people to know it but like also um 
you know, I think it's, it's important to know that, um, you know, th that I try to keep it as authentic, uh, you know, as I can be. Right. Do you, uh, do you remember offhand what, what the first meal you reviewed is? Oh yeah. I no, I know. <laughs> scroll back to the beginning, but that's a, a lot of scrolling. If, if, if the, the first, the first post I ever, uh, I ever made on this page and it's how, how this page started, um, was it was in it was right before my brother's birthday my brother's birthday is in february it was around that that time frame in 2014 it was hardware grill and uh i remember they had like this lobster tart um and i think i had the the steak that day and I mean, really the basis for this page is like me and my brother, we, you know, even back then before we, before either one of us started on this journey, um, you know, really uh, we're into posting. It was kind of like a take the piss sort of thing. Let's, you know, why not post it on Instagram and, and see where it goes kind of thing. And so those two first, I think there is, there's three posts that were made that night or no four because there's three courses at the hardware grill and then a beer post later that night. And really that birth, like the entire, you know, concept of this page um, really like I, I've always been passionate about food. Um, the food has been such an important, you know, thing for my entire family. And I think a lot of people don't know this either and wouldn't get it on the page, but I mean, we like me and my family have been going to restaurants you know almost since the very beginning we you know we used to have like these sunday dinners that we you know back when um there wasn't much out there but like you know even as a baby um you know i was going to zanari's for example and so that that place that place always has um you know even though it's dala now we'll always have a special place in my heart or bistro praha um you know i've been going there since i've uh, was a baby too and you know the importance of food the importance of um you know connecting over food and loving food has always been something that's been really instilled uh into me growing up and so when it came to that time in 2014 where we kind of like oh let's you know get instagram and maybe post like a review or whatever and and really translate that that kind of um uh, to an actual you know digital medium so to speak uh you know that that dinner so to speak uh birthed this entire thing and i just kind of ran from it uh, not ran from it but ran with it uh, from there and uh you know kept going people were i think i think that post got like i think 20 likes or I don't, god knows how how little it was like right off the the bat but seeing that 20 different people liked it or it, it could have been less than that was a really cool thing and it kind of pushed me to kind of you know do uh more and more of it and like when is this when you first got instagram you started bluetooth or were you like posting just your own stuff until you had this idea no that that was the first bluetooth post um it's it's really interesting and so like bluetooth is like a username that i've i've always kind of had uh you know for various things or whatever so that's why i kind of kept it um you know and and used it as a name for this page at that point um 
you know, I, I wasn't even thinking that it would ever come here. And at the same time, like, a lot, there's, there are people that will ask me, like, why don't you call it, like, John Eats or, you know, John Eats Yag or, like, change it to a dedicated food post. But, like, really, like, Bluetooth has, like, always been, like, my username. And, um, you know, I, I, I also just want to stick to that. Like, it's, it's that, that username is, is something that I came up with. I don't know, like in 2003 on the IGN boards or whatever, back way back in the day. And so that's always been like a piece of it too. So like even, even that, that piece of it has always been like authentically just consistent, if that makes sense. And, and just part of, you know, what I do and kind of who I am. Well, and now at this point, like I, I personally can't really think of Bluetooth without thinking of all the food. So it kind of became a food thing, whether like food is in the title or not. Yeah, it 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 really just became like a, a beast of its own. I think more people know me now um, for the food thing, you know, than, you know, anything else I've done online. You know, as I said, I was the moderator of a giant online community on the the IGN boards that was kind of like who it was you know back then but now it's kind of just morphed into this um this whole other thing and you know I've always just wanted to keep it consistent and um you know I at the same time just looking forward to um you know continuing to maybe like grow it but at the same time like grow it in a way that uh, makes makes sense you know, to me, and that still is, you know, kind of what you get is is what you see, so to speak. Yeah, it's uh, it's really hard to like think of names too. I like, I mean, take it from someone who's pivoted what nowhere fast is multiple, multiple times. But I'm just like too almost stubborn to like start again with the new name. So it's like I close the studio want to do a podcast i'm absolutely keeping the name like i don't want to start over oh i i agree i honestly i think the day that nowhere fast as you know a brand or as an entity goes away like it, it will be truly a sad day in my opinion because you know while you had to pivot uh you know a, a lot of times and i i think i remember in the the podcast um, with Geocasket, which is one of my favorite Instagram accounts. Um, you know, you mentioned it kind of turning and evolving, evolving into like a skate shop kind of brand and then into a podcast and things like that. But, you know, like the way that I look at it is that even with those internal pivots and like, you know, everything that you've kind of done and like the body of work that you've, you've put out, the one thing that, I truly see and like the one thing that I truly you know bigger picture wise is that it's always been nowhere fast and it always fits into that umbrella and I think to change from that or to stray away from that because even these podcasts like I I think you know when I see what you you've been doing before and I've been following for a long time it's always been authentically local or authentically you know OG so to speak and you, you even with this podcast you're you, you interview so many great individuals uh, that are, you know, truly authentic to, to what they do while also staying authentic to, you know, what you are, what you believe in and, you know, what you want to continue to work on uh, nowhere fast to me. Like it, it's still, 
it's still important and i think it it still is you know it's so authentic and um as i said the the, the day that it changes like it it will be a travesty in my opinion thank you yeah i'm i'm trying my hardest to never let it change like i i am i mean as long as i'm on the earth i don't think it will change like i'm uh like i was saying i'm just like almost too stubborn so whatever i do is gonna like retain at least some aspect of what it used to be and maybe it like grows but still it's got the name for sure i mean there's there's so many stickers out there like it would just be a waste of marketing to change it at this point oh yeah no and i i mean i was gonna say too like you know i i i do uh, you know uh, so i i work downtown or close to downtown and you know i'll be walking at lunch and i'll still see like all these stickers out there in the most random of locations and it, it's so cool to see right like you're constantly reminded of nowhere fast and kind of uh, you know, what it represents to Edmonton culture. And I think that stubbornness is really important in the same way that I think it's important to kind of stick to your guns. And, uh, you know, I think I think no matter what you do, like under the no ma- nowhere fast umbrella, like you always know that like this is a concept that, you know, Wes has come up with, uh, it, you know, it, and it still stays true to kind of that core identity of of everything that you've done. Thank you. Yeah, yes, that's one of the benefits of, of, I mean, there's been negatives, but I think that's one of the positives of being the only one at the company. And I guess that makes me uh, wonder, like, do you, uh, Bluetooth is all you, or is there other people helping you kind of behind the scenes or like at least with the analytics and stuff or is this like solely you it's very interesting so i i'm not gonna say it's solely me um like in terms of who runs the page like it's solely me um i don't necessarily break it down too heavy into like the analytics side I, like you know I'll, t- I'll i'll see how many people shared it or whatever and you know see kind of like those kind of things um so in in that sense um you know it's me it's me who kind of runs the page i'll have you know my brother help me with certain things or help me with certain shots and uh you know other friends will come and collaborate on you know different projects or or whatever to like uh just on the on the side but uh for everything that comes out of the page uh while it couldn't exist without um you know to a certain extent you know some people helping me out or you know even if it's if, if it's holding a pizza for a certain shot or 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 whatever or you know wanting to go and shoot downtown and and get like a a certain you know extent of like a project that that i'm just kind of working on for my own personal page yeah. um those kind of things is like where other people come in to kind of help and so i think it, i i think through the connections that i've made and you know even through kind of what my brother does too i in terms of like you know assisting with certain shots or you know helping me do certain things like i i'll always be grateful um and i can never say that it's a hundred percent me but i would say in terms of like running the 
the page itself um that's definitely 100 percent me were uh you doing any like creative writing before this all started or was this kind of your entry into like journalism because uh, well, like i would say you're a food journalist right like do you agree i i appreciate that um the writing so i'm an accountant by trade um through through my job uh you know especially over the past five years oh i can't talk about too much about it publicly in in detail i do do a lot of writing in that sense but it's not necessarily creative writing or uh anything like that the creative writing that i that i have done um is purely just me kind of like working on it um you know i it's taken me a while to kind of find the groove on it there there and there are some days where you know I'll t- I think we all struggle with it one way or another in terms of uh you know writing or kind of getting into that creative mindset uh but but no, I've really worked on that in in the past few years and so I I appreciate that that comment honestly that uh I don't necessarily consider myself a, a journalist but uh I it's cool that other people kind of look at it that way. I, I, and, and I, you know, I, I often do wonder how many people do read, you know, what I have to say in a lot of detail, but to see the, the comments that I get sometimes, um, you know, sometimes I'll get people that uh, message me or say in person and say like, Oh, wow, John, like, like we really appreciate uh, you know what you say on your page like we actually like feel like we're in the restaurant reading it like those kind of comments it means a lot because I, I have put uh, quite a, a bit of effort into you know e- each post that I write and um, you know for me sometimes I wonder if it's all worth it a lot of the times and I think this is kind of where I'm at a transition point now too is I find Instagram it doesn't allow me to write enough uh, at the same time, I can be concise, but uh, one of the things that I'm kind of playing around with uh, right now is also having a blog to kind of supplement, uh, you know, the posts that I do. But I also know that a lot of people, they come to this page, you know, for a reason. And I think it's it's quicker that way. So there's kind of like that. Uh, I don't want to say it's like a tension of sorts, but it's it's definitely something I've been playing around with in my head in terms of you know how far do I want to expand it? Like, do what happens if I, you know, have a website that um, you know may or may not drive traffic to or from my page? Like, how will it all work? Uh, those are kind of like the bigger picture items that I'm that I'm playing with right now. Well, I uh, I've been like doing a. I mean, I spent way too much time learning about uh, even all this social media that I don't even use. I just like knowing how to approach it and like knowing how to like catch certain algorithms. And I personally think if you, if you were to start a Substack, like a newsletter, it would it would do so well, like Substack, like we have one for nowhere fast and it probably, we could probably delete all of our like media, including Instagram and survive off just a Substack. Like people actually, I would have never thought people would respond to newsletters, but I think just getting 
that content like directly in your inbox there's something to it it feels a bit more like personal i uh and it it basically is a blog like it, it's run i think it's hubstack is actually owned by the people that used to own blogspot so it's very similar i'll definitely take that on board i mean i see i think like seeing kind of like what you've been doing with the newsletters. I think I'll call you tomorrow does really great newsletters to yeah. uh, juice imports um, is another one that I think uh, has really informative newsletters. I think that's another great medium. I haven't actually given it much thought, but uh, no, thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, take it or leave it. I think, uh, I mean, I, I love reading your content and thinking about getting it like with a bit more, writing and maybe even a bit more than like even a 10 carousel isn't enough sometimes so subsec i think my advice is that would do well for you also i think that um like you were saying you don't know if everyone reads what you write and in my experience i know everyone is always saying lately like no one wants to read anything like instagram isn't a reading app right so like don't everyone's saying like don't don't write like long-winded captions and all that and this is also just my opinion i think that's true for certain people and definitely there's like people who i see write these huge things and then i'll i'll just like kind of blow past it like it sounds yeah Sounds ruder than I mean it. It's just there are some that I'm like, I, I don't need to read this. I I can kind of guess what it's saying and I don't need that. But if I see you write something long, I'll read it every time. So I think people just kind of like decide what they want to absorb and what they don't. So I, I don't think it's as like black and white as like, no one's going to read any long captions. I think they pick and choose who's writing the captions before they read it. And my guess is that a lot of people would read yours as well because of the like value they've got. You know, like just for example, if someone reads one of your things for the first time, goes, tries that food and loves it, they're probably going to come back and read like every post from now on. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I, you know, I, I, I really, you know, I, yeah, as I said, I really struggle with it. I, but I, like, I do get feedback where people, uh, you know, even in, in that exact kind of circumstance where they'll go and they'll be like, oh, well, we tried, uh, you know, the Amelia at Sepp's Pizza for the first time. And, you know, now we're, you know, going to try all of these other ones and they'll go back and they'll like, you know, the posts I did for the Apulo or like the feature of the month and stuff like that though. Like, so it's kind of cool to see in that sense, I think, um, you know, when it comes down to it, I think you're right that people are selective. It's not necessarily, you know, a black or white thing. Um, but for me, you know, I, I always appreciate that the people that do read it and find value into uh, what I'm saying. And I think, um, really i think the next step for me is and you know i talked up earlier about not pivoting too much but maybe it's one of the pivots that 
uh, I'll definitely think of, you know, in some senses, like how do I kind of, you know, expand uh, what I want to say, right? I, I just find, and, you know, I think you hit it on the head sometimes, uh, 10, you know, a 10 carousel post and whatever the character limit is in Instagram is not enough. Um, I mean, I, I just a few weeks back um, ha- had the most amazing dinner at um, Nongbu where it was like a 16 course uh, Korean traditional dinner. And, you know, I have so many more than just 10 images to post about it and you know, I could go on all day about, um, you know, that experience. It was probably one of the best dinners of the year. And so it's kind of finding that happy medium and how do I want to convey what I want to convey, you know, is being concise enough or, you know, and, and also that that uh, sort of thing too, in terms of, you know, what, what do I want people to know, but what do people want to know as well? Yeah, I, I again, this is just like how I personally see all this working. But like on Instagram, for instance, you know, like to kind of level up or to like to feel like you're like there's growth behind what you're doing. And, and not even like you personally, I just mean anyone like to feel growth on Instagram. You need like hundreds, maybe thousands of like followers coming in but with Substack, it's like every time we get one new person signing up that's like kind of a monumental thing that's like that person cared enough to sign up so like chances are you know they're gonna like take what we're like if we're sending out an email just kind of some stuff we like we think you might like it too chances are that might resonate with them even more if we are like selling something you know like once yeah. we start like making merch again or any of that i feel like each email subscriber is a potential customer whereas like instagram is more people are just so loose with the follow like you know, there might never be, like, an interaction or, again, like, I mean, it could come down to this on Instagram. It's, like, your worry of people reading or not reading your captions, that's a real thing on Instagram. I feel if someone, like, signs up for your newsletter, they're they're going to read it, like, because, they like, why? They wouldn't sign up if they didn't want to open the emails, So even if, like, we have, I mean, these are just numbers. I'm not bragging at all. We have, like, 7,000 on Instagram. We have 200 on our Substack, and the Substack means way more to nowhere fast than Instagram would. So I, I would assume it works that way for everyone. Yeah, and it's a good way to look at it, too, right? Like, I think to sign up for a newsletter means you're really, really invested, right? Because you, you, not you're. It's, it's like almost taking it to like an extra personal step in that, like, you're looking for, you know, emails every month or every quarter or whatever, you know, to get that information and kind of find uh, what's new, you know, and if it, if it's something like, um, you know, new merchandise or, I mean, you know, I, I, the 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 one I really like. Um, and, you know, I was kind of saying earlier, too, is like the I'll Call You Tomorrow, uh, you know, that collective 
you know, anytime that that newsletter comes up, for example, in my my inbox, I'll I'll always click on it because I th- I think there's so much in there that I kind of want to see. You know, whether it's their new merch, whether they're doing like an event or you know those kind of things. So I think I think you're you're right. Like, and I think those three hundred people or whatever that are really really invested, you know, drive a lot more than you know, 7,000, 10,000, 20,000 who, you know, may, may see it in their feed or, you know, it, it may or may um, be more of like a loose kind of connection, right? You're a less invested connection too, right? So I I, I think that's a great piece of advice. Uh, I'll definitely look into that. Yeah, the, the open rate, you know, it's like ninety eight percent of people on your list probably open the email, and then think about how many followers someone would have compared to how many likes they get. It's like, you know, if you're getting like five percent of your followers to like a post, you're like doing quite well on Instagram. But on a newsletter, it's almost everyone reads it. Yeah, and and like ninety eight percent of people reading it is great like that that's a that's a a really great statistic and you know when they're opening it like it's not just you know as superficial as a like a like or or whatever right like when you typically when you open like an email or whatever like you're invested in what the the contents of it are and so like i can i can definitely see that being like a big part of um you know, driving not just any brand, but, you know, also taking things to kind of a next level. Absolutely. Um, do you, have you ever, like, do you get feedback from the restaurants that you reviewed? Like, say, you went to a restaurant you've never been to, leave a review, did they reach out to you after the fact? And Say, you know, like, thank you for for the kind words. And we had, like, our busiest day of the quarter, like, the day after that post came out. Or, yeah, Yeah, how how often are you getting this, like, like feedback from people? And this is kind of what I I love uh, about it, too. Uh, You know, I think, um, I don't want to say it's, like, 90% but I would say you know a lot of the time you know when I make a post like uh, the owners of the restaurant or the chef will reach out and be like oh thank you you know for this um you know or you know like it was as you're saying like we were slammed that night and you know we appreciate that you had a good experience uh the other the other kind of comments I which I especially, you know, appreciate too, because it helps me is they'll be like, oh, well, um, you know, with, with this dish that we made, uh, you know, we put, um, we did this level of effort or, you know, this made, this takes like hours to make. And, you know, we love that you liked it and stuff like that. And what that does too, is it helps kind of inform future posts because like, in addition to, you know, getting the feedback from the restaurants, I also get to learn more. And, you know, in learning more, it's more interesting tidbits that, you know, I think people, you know, would like to know, like, um, especially if there's so much effort that goes, you know, behind, you know, some of my favorite dishes, like, I love explaining that thing kind of 
as well. And so, you know, whether it's like a sauce that makes hours to make or, you know, that these guys have played around with the dough so much for this, you know, one pizza or, or, or whatever, like I really, really love learning more about, um, you know, not just the people behind the restaurants, but, you know, also what they do. And it, it's so interesting. And, you know, I find too that, you know, including those kind of tidbits as well, like people are like, wow, like that, that's so cool. Like we want to try that or whatever. And so there's that kind of like reciprocal, I, it's almost like a feedback cycle, right? Where, you know, you learn something more about like your favorite dishes or what you have. Um, and then you have additional information or um, something cool to relay back that, um you know, helps uh, drive people to those restaurants. And you kind of see like this, this cycle uh, that I think is really cool. And I've seen it, I've seen it more than a few times right now. And it's, it's always really neat. And I won't, I won't say the business, but uh, there, there was one um, business in particular uh, where apparently and I, I don't know how real this is. And it was one of the coolest moments uh, for me on this page was they posted like this feature and it was like a really cool pizza. And I guess the minute that I posted about it, it was in the morning, apparently. So, and and I'm, I'm baffled by this because sometimes I, you know, I, I'm sometimes I'm, you know, I'm honestly surprised in a lot of ways that, uh, people are that receptive to what I put out there, you know, especially just considering this is just like a passion project of sorts, but apparently all those pizzas sold out for the night. And so it was kind of cool to see that uh, people kind of saw, you know, what I saw was cool and, you know, some of the information that I received and were super into it and then went out and, uh, you know, bought out uh, or sold out of that, that pizza that, that night. Yeah. That, I mean, kind of off topic, but not really. How do you think the food scene here is kind of bouncing back from the how it was like over the past couple of years? I think so. I think it, I think the food scene, you know, in the in the city, you know, we had the kind of like that Renaissance period uh, where we had Corso Thirty Two open up, and then from there, you know, Trey Carnales, Barbrico, uh, Uccellino, Boondock, Range Road. We kind of had like this blossoming effect. Um, I think the pandemic it it hit us all hard, you know, in a lot of ways. But I think it it re really was damaging to the food community in a lot of ways, uh, you know, in this city. But you know, you look at um, you know, there's some businesses that uh, popped up during the pandemic that you know I would qualify as some of the best places in the city. I think Rosewood Foods is a, a hundred percent example of you know, one of those businesses. And so I think while things are kind of still going to be a bit slow, like we are getting to that point where things are starting to bounce back. Like it's, it's great to see restaurants, uh, you know, doing well again, you know, it's great to, you know, it, it's been a while since, uh, you know, I've gone to little HK and Baijo and it's been completely slammed. Uh, but to see like, you know, all of that, you know, all over again, it's a really cool experience. And I think, um, you know, I think, you know, we are getting to that, that spot where we're sort of trying to rebound. I think the true indicator of, you know, whether we, 
rebound or not is not just like you know our all our old places uh do well but like we start to see kind of you know more and more places pop up i think the edmonton food scene um you know is really important in a lot of ways uh and i think it's come so far over the years and uh just to kind of see new life into it um and to see all the old favorites doing well but to see new spots coming up as as well like i think um that's big for me in terms of like an indicator you know of how things are doing and I think we are going to get to that point where we're going to see more and more I think we just have to get past like I think we're still in like a really difficult situation I think you know there there are big hindrances to opening up a new business um, or even running an existing business in this city I think food prices um, you know inflation energy prices uh, you know all you know, interest rates and things like that um, have had a dramatic impact on a lot of bottom lines. And I think if we can get past this next hurdle, I think, you know, we will continue to see it more and more. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, my my very, very rudimentary knowledge about all this, I, I see that happening and also have the exact same hopes that you would, it's uh I I love knowing that people maybe got a bit of got their heads above water a little bit, like bouncing back from the pandemic and you know, mm-hmm. restaurants that made it till now can maybe like breathe a few percent easier. But yeah, I'm hoping that we see a lot of like new things pop up over the next couple of years as well. So fingers crossed for all that. Yeah, I think I I think we're we're just going to start to get out of it and you know honestly I think the more and more that we see it uh, we are seeing um you know a lot more people back downtown again and stuff like that too and and those kind of pieces will drive it as well but like I think um you know honestly like once we get over this last hurdle there you know in my the way that I envision it there's going to be you know almost another kind of like Edmonton renaissance period of sorts where you know, we um, we see these these kind of spots and these new spots open up. I think we just had one um, open up recently. I want to think uh, Zula Kitchen and Wine Bar, which uh, uh, is kind of exciting. And there's a few more I know and that are in the works. Um, you know, in terms of businesses popping up, so it's it, it's definitely you know promising. I think. Do you uh, all all the beers that you reviewed? Do you- you drink them all or do you just like sample them to write your review the beer thing has been interesting that's another part of my my uh hobby that um you know if i if i have a, a beer i mean the, you know i'll have a beer when i uh you know get home today but um you know i i, I like i do have like a full beer probably a, a day um and so i always try to you know keep that piece of it too because that that was like an original piece of the page that um uh you know was there so typically yeah i do consume all of those uh those beers but it's led to a lot of other things too i um have been able to participate and i also kind of run the page for happy beer street um which is the collective of breweries on 99th street there which has been uh, really, really cool in that sense. And uh, it's been really cool to, you know, be involved in that community as well. So 
while it does seem, you know, like uh, that a lot of the the beer stuff that I drink, you know, in, on some times it can be excessive, but like, uh, you know, being able to kind of show and um, not only that too, like, I, I think there's other piece that I really like about it too, not just drinking the beers, but uh, we have so many great liquor stores in this city. So you look at Sherbrooke, uh, for example, you know, which are truly is truly like the OG craft beer liquor store in this city. And you look at what um, Stephen and the team are doing there and, you know, building that cooler and making it what it is. I, I mean, that's been a big part of, you know, enjoying, you know, craft beer for me and kind of what kicked it off and so it's all it's also kind of um you know supporting not just restaurants but some of my favorite liquor stores and things like that too that uh, i truly believe in you know the guys add sip at all yeah uh what i like about sip um they're they're a great set of people but you know what i what i really do like about them is they're in the right neighborhood i think and i think they you know they're a smaller boutique liquor store but they have a wonderful set of you know uh, natural wines for example um and, and you know even in that small cooler they have you know a really good set of craft beers that you know even even with sherbrooke and like 121 jasper liquor and you know some of the other like good liquor stores in that area like it's it's a place i do want to stop in and uh i i'm really stoked at what uh they're doing i think uh honestly it's such a great addition to the to the area yeah yeah sarah and i have been going there a lot i uh, i really like yeah what the store has to offer and and all the the staff that we've kind of got to know they're all like the nicest people the location is great too yeah i'm, I'm a big fan um and honestly like they're very knowledgeable about what they do. Like I, I've been really into natural wine as of late too. And it's something that, um, you know, I'm, I'm a bit passionate about as well. And like, I really like that when I go there, uh, you know, not only are they, um, you stocking a lot of great wines, but like, they're also really knowledgeable about them too. They can provide recommendations and, uh, you know, on top of being nice people, I think they're, they're just really passionate and knowledgeable about what they do and it's really really cool to see and so when you when you go in there and you kind of get the experience you want to you want to go back and uh you know i can't uh endorse those guys enough if uh like let's say you you had a, a day off money was no object and you had to eat three meals like breakfast lunch dinner what are you gonna eat for each meal oh this is a good question uh this is a really good question um so i'm not i i will preface it and and it's it's why you don't see it a lot on this page i'm not a huge breakfast guy i mean Uh. typically i i i load up my uh my days either uh for lunch or dinner and eat quite small like for the other other meals but uh you know if i had an unlimited stomach i think um Oh, this is a good question. Uh, breakfast, I think, would be uh, OEB, honestly, because that 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 truffle um, uh, breakfast poutine they have is is fantastic. Uh, lunch is Rosewood Foods, uh, hands down. Um, it's one of my, 
you know, absolute favorite lunch spots. Uh, I can't speak highly enough about what Jesse, Noah, and the, the team over there are doing. I think, uh, you know, the food that they've been putting out there is some of the best in the, in the city right now. And, uh, you know, it's extremely top notch. And then, I mean, for me, the, the best dinner and the best night out, um, you know, in the, in the city for me is Barbarico. And so if, you know, to finish it all off, uh, it would be a hell of a day, but, um, you know, those are, those are the three, I think. And then, okay, let's, I mean, this is an insane day, but I don't know if anyone can handle, where would you go for like drinks after the three meals for like one last cocktail of the night where, where would you go? Or would you stay at Brico? Uh, this is a good question. I, cause I think there's uh, what the team at Brico are doing, um, you know, cocktail wise, you know, I, you'll always, I'll always be a fan. Um, I'll never turn down a, you know, a few Negronis and then a Maro or two. But uh, for me, I think number one um, in terms of my favorite spot is little HK. I think uh, honestly, especially if James Grant is there, I think he's such a mastermind in terms of, you know, what he does. I, I don't think that there's anybody, you know, really like him out there, you know, in, in a lot of ways, but um, little HK while he's there, that's kind of my finishing spot. I think that that space, it's such a small, intimate space. Uh, it's, it's kind of cozy, and to kind of see him in his element behind the bar, I mean, for me, that's that's number one. But I mean, the whole team, you know, over there, really, they speak for themselves too. And, you know, I think Little HK is a place I've been going, I think, since day one. And it's always been, you know, a favorite, no matter who's behind the bar. I think uh, it's such a intimate, you know, experience and, you know, no menu just to kind of have uh you know whoever's behind the bar there do their own thing um you know and work to make something that um that you might like or something new that you haven't tried uh you know and to really kind of exercise that creative element for me that's uh that's that's where i'd finish it off yeah i mean i agree with all that those are i mean yeah i can't think of any better answers it's funny, we uh, it'll be out before this is out, so I don't mind blowing the secret, but I just recorded an episode with Noah. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, Noah, uh, Noah he's a really cool person. Um, Noah's somebody actually that I've, you know, believe it or not, and it doesn't impact uh, what I say. Like, I truly do believe in, in what those guys are doing, but I've known him and his brother for most of my life. Uh, oh, so, right. I knew this too. I can't believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did uh, know that. I'll, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be. I'll be uh, looking forward to to listening to that one. Uh, but yeah, no. The, uh, I've known those guys forever, and uh, just to see the journey that uh, you know Noah and his brother have gone on, you know, in the food industry, and to follow them around at various places too, and to you know, kind of see it evolve into now what's Rosewood Foods is, um, is, is been so cool to see. And I think, uh, you know, even, even if I didn't know them, uh, I honestly think that what they're doing is, is completely top notch. Uh, and it's truly some of the best that you can get in this city, but, uh, 
you know the the fact that I that uh, it's it's people that I've known for I I would say liter literally the majority of my life just about since grade since I was in grade three at least uh, makes it especially cool. Yeah, they. I uh, I think I I joked with Noah about this, but I wondered if if they're part of some like restaurant Illuminati because they just, <laughs> they seem to like just do it perfectly from day one like in the middle of the pandemic like everything was stacked against them and they just opened like the best like most efficient like everything about rosewood is and i mean they're they're good friends of mine too but also i'm i'm in the boat with you like even if i didn't know them i would still be giving them this prize like everything about Rosewood is so dialed in, and I, like I don't know how they did it so right, so fast. Yeah. Those guys have always been masterminds. I think you know even before they kind of joined the hospitality industry, I think uh, they just know what they're doing. And you know, I, I, I honestly agree with you. I think. Um, you know, to have have a, a restaurant newly opened in the pandemic and to have it that dialed in, like, and even even when they were serving, you know, Friday night fried chicken dinners, uh, you know, at one point in the pandemic for takeout, I, I don't think that I've even had fried chicken that, that was like that purely dialed in, you know, it, it's crazy to see how they've done it and you know in a, in a place downtown where i think it's constantly just slammed during the week you know and even at the beginning a lot of people are receptive to it to have it that nailed down to have the food uh you know that that level uh the service that level and and to you know, really put out the quality that they've been putting out is impressive. So I, they might be in the restaurant Illuminati that I that I don't know about, but uh, they're 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 masterminds for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Have you uh, ever considered, or like, do you have any dreams of getting into that Illuminati yourself? Like, are you trying to open a spot ever, or you just want to like? kind of watch from the like you want to go to other people's spots and not have the stress yeah my my career my career goals are a bit different uh i i personally like watching as an outside observer i think no matter what this page is always going to exist but i think you know whether it's kind of in the next couple of years uh you know depending on career wise kind of like what happens i know that there's going to be less and less time to to do it um just be based on like the other career goals that i that i kind of have um as i said this this page will always exist i think one way or another it's always going to show um you know the things that i truly do want to show about uh you know the food uh and restaurant and hospitality industry in this city and my favorite things but um you know my I don't see myself ever opening up a restaurant, but uh, I'm, you know, a passionate outside observer. Has anyone ever like come to you for like consulting advice? Like not, if you don't want to open a restaurant, would you ever like offer 
your advice on how to run a restaurant or is that like out of your wheelhouse as well? It's, I think where people come to, um, and, and granted it doesn't ha happen too, too often, but I, you know, I do appreciate, you know, being considered as, uh, when it comes to, you know, new menu items, or if it's a new spot, um, like for, with a chef uh, that I know, or that's a friend of mine or whatever, sometimes like I'll get a preview or like, you know, an early taste to kind of provide feedback in that way. And, you know, to see if it's, you know, at, at the level they want it to be. And I think that's kind of the consulting that um, I have kind of done in the past to some extent, as I said, it doesn't happen a lot. Like, um, but it's, it's cool, you know, in that sense to kind of get a preview and a sneak peek and, um, uh, you know, kind of to provide feedback at like a really early, early stage too. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's um, also like a meaningful, you know, piece of the experience of what I've, uh, you know, been able to put together with this, this page. I, I personally never, you know, if you were to talk to me in 2014, I, I don't think I would have ever envisioned it where people would actually, you know, come to ask me to taste things behind the scenes or, uh, um, you know, to kind of provide input in that level. But uh, it, it's been cool in that sense. Yeah, it, it's always nice when uh, things like that, like, work out. You know, they, like, they become something bigger than you would ever imagine. And then it sounds like the way you're operating is still, like, like you were saying, a passion thing. Like you, you want to do this no matter what you get out of it. But then, like to add on some perks or to be able to kind of market your photography, like through it, these are all like bonuses that weren't ever really even thought of in the inception. But it's a, a happy coincidence. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be honest. Like the way. I, I truly am grateful, you know, for everything that's come out of this. Like, I, I really genuinely am, um, because if you had asked me in 2014 and, you know, I I actually did, didn't even think that I would ever be interested in photography even. Um, you know, it only came to like, a, you know, and as an idea, when I saw kind of the level of work that some other of the others, like some of my colleagues were putting out at the time, that maybe shitty phone pictures is, is, is you know, there, there's probably a better route than that. And honestly, like it's, it's been such a weird journey in that sense, but like, I'm so happy with how things have turned out. You know, initially I actually bought, um, I bought my very first camera to, um, take pictures of food but the in, the interesting thing is that a lot of what I was doing it um with it early on was actually doing like portraits and stuff like that uh and it, it, it sounds very strange rather than like bringing it out to restaurants and doing it uh you know to take pictures of food but that's how I was actually able to learn the technical pieces of photography by doing portraits and working on like compositions that way uh, learning and understanding the settings of my camera and things like that and then being able to take that back and then applying it to food uh, it really turned it into a whole other beast that like I never could have imagined honestly and you know when I look when I look back even as far back as like 
2014 to 2016 in that time like I, I just didn't envision it like this and I didn't envision kind of the the connections that I would make along the way I, I didn't even envision that people would be willing to pay for you know photos that I that I took or to hire me you know to take photos for for things and like that so it's it's been such a really cool kind of organic journey where like I've been able to you know not only show my passion for Edmonton food but like really really just uh, kind of build all these other elements into it and, and turn it into you know a whole set of new experiences a whole set of new friends and a whole set of um, you know a whole other set of journeys really like that that require different creative lanes and it's something that you know I'm super grateful for um, and I'm glad that I did it uh, and it's been such a cool journey in that sense I I wouldn't have ever I wouldn't have thought to ask this but so like are you saying you you didn't like you got into photography through bluetooth like you you weren't shooting photos before you started the reviews no no and and that's the thing like so if you look at like the very early bluetooth like photos like they're absolute garbage honestly like in, in some sense like I'm not ashamed of them I'll never be you know ashamed of you know the effort that I put into back then even just to right. get this started but sometimes I look back and I'm like man like you know you look at like a picture of um I, th I think there's like you know pictures you know from course of 32 back then with like the flash on the camera phone like going off and it looks you know abysmal and stuff and then uh you know I, it just kind of went there and so you're you're completely right that I wasn't into photography I actually didn't even care about it uh you know to a certain extent like early on in this journey but like through doing this and um through making these posts and stuff it 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 made me kind of passionate about photography and, um, you know, about taking, uh, you know, this kind of seriously in terms of how I compose my images, editing it. I, a lot of people I think don't see behind the scenes, but like I do spend a lot of time, you know, for one post making a, a set of images and, and editing it um, because at the same time, like I think the important thing too, and this is kind of like the, the thing that I realized is that, and especially with like talking to, you know, different chefs and different people in the industry is like a lot of work goes into, you know, these creations that people make um, or, you know, even if they have it down and nailed, a lot of thought, you know, went into it initially. And I almost find it as like being even more of an ambassador to, you know, at least you know, even if my food is kind of half cold sometimes, like by the end, after composing certain shots or trying to get certain angles and, and things of it, uh, really just to get like a representation of a, a good visual representation of, of you know, what um, that dish should look like. Because, you know, w there's so much thought and so much like delicacy and precision that goes into these things. And I think um you know being able to showcase it in a meaningful way isn't just like the uh you know what i describe and write about it but it's also trying to like show it visually to it because i think you know we live in such a visual society too and 
uh, you know, plating is tough. I, you know, uh, it really, really is tough to, um, you know, come up with like these beautiful plates like week after week um, to, and to be so careful and methodical about it. Like, so the love and like the effort that I put into that too is also, you know, part of how I want to showcase it back to, you know, the Edmonton food community. Right. Yeah. Like that. Again, it's super interesting to hear a bit of this like backstory, you know, and hopefully other people listening take value in, in like learning what goes into all the, you know, it's not just like snapping a photo, putting it on Instagram and saying the food is good. There's like a lot of, a lot of like effort and love and editing and all the other stuff that goes into this project. So I, uh, I mean, I can't thank you enough for sharing it with me. I was a fan before, but now it's like, I'm a super fan and hopefully like you turn some fans into super fans through explaining all this as well. Uh, do you, uh, like cook at all or do you eat out most of the time? I'm, I'm a pretty shitty cook, <laughs> admittedly. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I can make simple things, but like, uh, you know, I, it's not always worth uh, putting on Instagram. I can make a mean steak and I can make uh, a couple of mean dishes, but, um, you know, for me, this page is, you know, more or less, you know, about, the local businesses so even if i even if i do make something like you know a, a good example i think if you go scroll back um like in, into some of my stuff over the summer or over last summer is like you know let's say let's say i do cook um and it's a steak from acne meat market or the butchery like two businesses that i that i really really believe in like I'll use that kind of piece of like what I've cooked to, uh, you know, show some love and show uh, some support to uh, kind of, uh, you know, the butchers and, you know, the people that work, um, you know, to, to provide the the meat that I love. And I'll, I'll be honest, like this summer, I can, you know, it is sometimes a trial and error process. I tanked a, $150 Wagyu steak which didn't get posted but at the same time like I didn't want people to um, you know remember the butchery from a shitty burnt Wagyu steak and so like really I you know it, in some sense there's some trial and error and some missed opportunities you know in in that sense but uh, anything that that I do cook um that you know i i didn't screw it up or whatever and it makes it onto the page like it's always with the intention of kind of showing the places that i'd love to to shop at or i love to visit like you know acme meat market the butchery range uh italian center uh you know those kind of things yeah i uh i mean i i love acme but butchery is one of my like favorite newish spots their sandwiches are out of control so oh that, that roast beef sandwich i i still have dreams about that I, yeah so good and like every time i eat them uh makes me think like why don't these cost more like i'm okay with with 
things not costing more, but they seem like quite reasonably priced for what they are. Well, that that beef and cheddar sandwich, um, it's only twelve dollars, I think. It's wild, right? When you think of like what an inordinate amount of of food it is, and not only that, but like the quality that goes behind it, like they're using, you know, really the top notch um sourced meat that they that they get in and you know it's it's very interesting um and i think you brought up like a really good point there 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 are like places um where it's very interesting to kind of see the the juxtaposition of you know why doesn't it cost more and some of those are the best um the best things like you know whether it's that sandwich whether it's uh you know the number three at Honghua, uh, which is, I think it's, it's a bit more now. I think it's like $7, but I mean, that's a sandwich that uh, to me is purely just like one of the best things to eat in the city. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, you know, I would pay $12 for it happily because it's, it's, it's just that good. It, it, it even right now, like I can just envision eating it. Like I, I think about that, that, uh, that bond me often too. And, um, you know, those kind of things sometimes are the the best um, best things to eat, and especially in like a, a time like this too, right? Yeah, they, now, now I'm kind of craving uh, a bon me. <laughs> but I guess like with you, like, you, you know, being around all this food and then conversing with chefs and restaurateurs, d- does that ever inspire you to like try cooking more like you were saying in the summer you like play around with the steak and stuff but do you ever just get like inspired by like i don't know some interaction with someone in a restaurant and then it makes you want to like try to to make something yourself or like it sounds like you're pretty happy kind of being a boy or yeah, there there are definitely, you know, things that like I do that, you know, it does inspire me to try it. Um, and even things like just different techniques and stuff. Um, there was like a, this is last year, I think, uh, you know, and it is just going back to the steak example, for example, like there was um, a new a New York steak dinner pop up at uh, Yarrow or whatever, where it was like just like this giant old school Chicago steakhouse dinner, and uh, you know, seeing like the technique. There, there was a certain technique, and I I can't remember offhand. I have it written down somewhere that that steak was made uh, in terms of not only how it was dry aged, but like even in terms of like how it was refrigerated and things like that uh, how it was brought up back up to temperature and, and cooked and stuff like that and you know seeing kind of like those techniques and, and things like that or you know even something as simple as like the cacio e pepe at uccellino or whatever like those those kind of things do inspire me to at least give it a try like i do have a long way to go i think um you know and a long way to to learn but i mean you're not wrong i think seeing other people do you know, really cool things in this city and kind of seeing people do, um, you know, and even on the cocktail side too, I think that's another, another, you know, area I really do want to kind of uh, improve on quite a bit, seeing kind of like the the cool things that people do, you know, you do want to try it. And, you know, while I'll never be as good as, uh, you know, kind of the masters of, 
what uh, these um, these things are in the city. Like, uh, you know, it's it's nice to kind of try it and to be inspired and see what uh, other people are doing. Do you have any intentions of traveling or like taking the show on the road? Yeah, uh, I haven't traveled much um, through because of the pandemic. Obviously, yeah, I think no one has. But one of the the last time I traveled was the best meal in my life, uh, and that was at three Michelin star Joel Robichon, uh, and having that um, it, that was in Vegas, and it was one of the, it was actually one of the last menus before Joel Robichon himself actually passed away, and this was like an eighteen course dinner with wine pairings, and it was just absolutely crazy. Uh, to me, it's always going to be the most memorable meal I think I've I've ever had, um, and I, I I think at that point I did a post for every single dish and every single part of the the experience because it was there was just so much to show about it. Uh, so th this show is definitely going on the road again. Um, it went on the road to Calgary, you know, earlier, uh, you know, this fall. And I think there's going to be some Vancouver stuff. Um, hopefully I'll make my way to Liverpool, you know, fairly soon as well. Not only just to catch some games, but to, um, you know, go on a bit of a food journey, you know, in the UK again, and just uh, kind of check things out. So uh, there, there will be those kind of things. It's always going to be Edmonton focused, uh, because I think this local food scene is so important to me, but I think with sprinklings of, of things here and there and cool experiences, I think people, uh, you know, people should know about them. And, uh, you know, that's kind of like my frame of, of thinking with that. And you're uh, a, f a fan of football, I think, right? Is yeah, that, I don't know anything about sports, but you're talking about soccer, but football? Yes. Yeah, right? yeah I am. Yeah. So is, is that one of the, I, I was going to ask like what you do besides be enamored by food all the time. Like what else do you do to relax, watch sports? Yeah, I'm so I'm a big supporter of uh, Everton Football Club. Even if they drive me, uh, you know, absolutely crazy, yeah. uh, and that's also like a big, big part of of you know any given week. Like uh, honestly, like I I use vacation days, uh, you know, at work just to watch Everton Football Club. Uh, week to week if it's like a midweek game or or things like that um and you know i'm i am looking forward to going back and watching in person so you know that's a big part um of my life uh you know granted my other hobbies aren't so big but like um uh, you know i i'm a big fan of anime and stuff like that um you know I, those kind of things like kind of eat up all the other bits and pieces of time I you know that I <laughs> in terms of what I get up to in a in a given day or given week do you uh you ever watch uh Naruto oh yeah 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 no I'm uh I, I've watched the full series I I also read like a lot of manga and stuff too uh I probably prefer manga to anime honestly but um like those those kind of like uh, fit kind of into its own kind of sphere in terms of like what i what i like in my spare time um 
you know, I have a lot of the food network on, uh, which kind of plays into it too. Like, especially if I'm editing photos and stuff like that as a kind of background noise, but, um, yeah, the, the, I do have like very interesting other hobbies that I, I oh, and fashion, I, I should say, um, is my other big hobby. So, uh, you know, I think I touched on geo casket who, Uh, you interviewed earlier um, like I'm a big fan of Rick Owens uh, and collecting Rick Owens pieces uh, I'm a big fan of you know stuff like Saint Laurent and, and Celine you know which um, when Hedy Sylmain kind of designed um, uh, you know I, I collect like various kind of fashion pieces and stuff like that um, you know e even with what the observatory does too I mean Uh, you know, I like going in there and uh, getting new sunglasses and new eyewear and stuff like that, too. So fashion is actually probably, uh, you know, aside from photography, food and Everton Football Club are like is, is probably the other piece that really kind of complements who Bluetooth is as a person. And whether that's down to sneakers, whether that's down to Rick Owens and kind of, you know, collecting these these special pieces and adding to you know, kind of my, my style, um, that's another big, uh, big, uh, part of my hobbies. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything about anime, but we, uh, I just didn't record it with, with Casey Roman. And, uh, I was asking him his, his backstory and he said that he actually got into Roman from watching Naruto when he was in like grade three, cause he always eats ramen in yeah. that show so that was i i would have never expected that answer i don't know what i did expect really but when i asked him what sparked his interest it was that so but that's that, that's, that's about all i know but that's the beautiful thing about it though right like you know one way or another like our interests can be shaped you know by so many different things like right. and And it's so cool to see, like, you know, with Casey Raman, uh, you know, to, for him to draw, you know, inspiration from Naruto, for example. And now he's arguably putting out the best ramen in the city and, and kind of doing, uh, you know, these different ramen, um, offering these different ramen bowls, you know, that you take home uh, and, and really just killing it, to be honest is so so cool to see and you know not, not only that but doing these pop-ups uh so to see kind of you know even, even something as little as like taking inspiration from an anime and and seeing ramen and then actually applying it and, and making something so meaningful like in that sense i don't know of anybody who uh isn't stoked about like that ramen honestly they so many people ha hold it in such high regard and it truly is uh you know i think some of the best in the in the city if not the actual best and so just kind of see like those little pieces of inspiration turn into to something like that which um you know can be so big is is really i think what makes life so fascinating and uh so many people are driven by so many different things and so many people you know, can grow from things like that. Uh, and it's really, really just cool to see. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, he was another one, kind of like you. Like, I was a huge fan of him. And then for him to, like, break it down and kind of explain a bit more about what it does, it just made me love it even more. Mm-hmm.
yeah, he puts a lot of love into what he does, you know, and, and I think it's really, you know, it, it, it's really inspiring, I think, to, to see people that, um, you, you know, not just to see, but to learn, uh, you know, kind of like what the behind the scenes are of like these various things, right? Like, and not only just to, you know, learn the behind the scenes, but like to see how much love really goes into it. Uh, you know, I think there's so many stories and so many things to be told in this city, you know, through, you know, all of our favorite, um, you know, all of our favorite things uh, here and to learn kind of the backstory and, you know, kind of what goes into it, it just makes it so much um, more, you know, easier to appreciate, uh, even if you already appreciate the most out of it or, or think you do, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, I didn't even know I, I could like what you or he or Noah did more, but by the end of the conversation, I did. So it's awesome. Um, you know what? I uh, I think we're uh, we're at an hour and a half. So unless you have anything you wanna talk about, I think I can let you get back to your evening. No, I I just want to say, um, you know, thank you for you know having me on this podcast. Uh, as I said, I think you you've done so much great work, and uh, to, you know to be able to listen to these stories, you know, really is is the fabric of uh you know not only this this city but like to everybody that you've you've kind of interviewed and uh, you know i i will always appreciate being able to come on here and kind of um you know to have this chat but um I'll, i also am always going to be appreciative of you know everybody that's kind of been on the journey with me along the way you know as i said i've made so many great friends out of this i i connected with you out of this um you know, I've, I've connected with so many people and for something that just turned out to be, you know, something that I started was going to, that uh, I thought always it was going to be a small thing and that nobody would be really, you know, into it or nobody would care, you know, to see it turn into this um, has been really the the coolest thing, but the, the coolest thing out of it is, you know, all the people along the way. And so it's more or less what I wanted to say is not, not only thank you to you for having me on, uh, you know, on this podcast, but thank you to everybody that's joined, uh, you know, me along the way and uh, that's gotten to know me. And, you know, I always appreciate getting to know, you know, all of those people that too, and to kind of learn, you know, you know, everything that goes into it. So it's, it's, it's been great. That's that's awesome. I think that that's probably the the nicest, most genuine outro that I've had so far. So that's great. <laughs> Thank you. Before you go, I mean, I'll I'll link all your stuff, and I'm sure most people already follow. But do you want to let people know where they can find you online? Yeah, so you can find me uh, online uh, on Instagram at at blue underscore tooth. Uh, that's uh, that's my main page. Um, if you're interested in part of Edmonton's robust uh, beer scene um, over on 99th Street, uh, you can also follow me at uh, at Happy Beer Street and uh, kind of see the the uh, project that's going on over there. Um, you know, we've it's another cool piece of it, but like that street's really grown and it's 
been an honor to be a part of it in the capacity that I have been and it's only going to grow more and so you know th those two spots uh that's where, where you'll you'll kind of find me cool well uh, I'll make sure to link both I didn't know you were involved in Beer Street that's that's awesome yeah I it's knew, kinda... like I know about Beer Street I just didn't know you were the mastermind it's it's kind of uh low key like behind the scenes and while I'm not the mastermind like I do want to give a shout out to Pete Nguyen and uh, Mitchie Dagger uh, also they're huge masterminds of this as are you know all the breweries along the way and so while I sort of run most of the page um once again like it's it's the combined efforts of everybody that's kind of involved in that that project and uh so it's one of those ones i gotta gotta plug um and that uh, i'm really happy to be involved in you know in the capacity that i have been in that's uh that's amazing yeah i i don't know pete that well but i know Mitri a bit and uh i i asked him to come on here and uh, he actually said, yes, I'm not complaining at all. So in the future, hopefully we can figure that out and hear a bit of his backstory too. Yeah, he's a, he's a great artist. And honestly, like if you look at, um, you know, a lot of the artwork, uh, you know, on on the page, if you look at like the murals that he's participated in uh, for Sea Change, and the artwork uh, that he's helped out with there. I mean, I can't speak highly about him and Pete enough. I, I honestly think, uh, you know, in we have so many great artists in this city, but uh, to see what those guys do, it, it pumps me up. And uh, they've been a big part of Happy Beer Street, arguably bigger than me, uh, honestly. But uh, it's, it's the collective work of everybody on that street. And to see it all to kind of come together, um, you know, that's that's really cool. Yeah, I I really I'm a fan of this positive approach by you. Uh, I kind of wish more people would would uplift the people around him, like or around them. Like when when people are given a chance to, you know, given out or whatever, more people should shout out their friends and community and peers. So thank you, thanks for this and for that outro. That's uh inspiring oh, this, shout this out to thing. you as well uh, as i said you deserve a lot of credit for what you do oh, and uh, on, honestly like to see this podcast grow and to see you know you you bring so many people into the the loop you know on this podcast you know out of the really some of the greatest minds i think um and some of the, the most interesting and, and cool individuals, uh, you know, on this podcast, uh, it, it's really, really neat. And I, you know, I think um, what you do has supported Edmonton culture and local, you know, culture here in Alberta so much. And, you know, just to add that onto the outro to, I think um, it's an honor for me to be on this podcast, but uh, honest, honestly, to see it, the way that you uplift others and show the stories of what people do. Uh, and not only that, but like what makes them tick and what goes behind it. Uh, I think it, it means a lot to everybody, uh, you know, in, in the city and in this province. Thank you very much for that. And yeah, that, that, I mean, those are big shoes to fill. Whoever's going to top that outro has their work cut out for them. <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, thank you so much for uh, for everything. And uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your evening. Maybe I'll uh, I'll see you at a little HK. Oh, you might. <laughs> we'll, we'll run into each other soon. <laughs> so, yeah, perfect. Thank you so much. No, thank you. And enjoy the rest of your evening too. Yeah, have fun. All right. Bye-bye. See ya.